As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So good afternoon, everyone. I'm Eric Damery from Freedom Scientific and uh, the Vice President of Software Product Management. And we look forward to spending an hour or so covering uh, Fusion and Zoom Text, uh, things that have changed in the new 2022 release, and um, and answering plenty of questions if you've got them. So don't hesitate to bring them up. So we released our software a week ago Tuesday. Uh, the 2022 version went out, and uh, posts went up around 9:30 in the morning. And we've had quite a few downloads. People have been uh, getting the software, getting it installed, and uh, feedback's been good so far. When you install Fusion 2022, this is an SMA update, so you would need to have the newest license installed uh, when that final version got installed. If not, you would be running in 40-minute mode, whether you're running ZoomText Fusion or Zoom text. If you've got the authorization in place, the first thing you would have noticed is that all settings, speech and magnification, come uh, directly into the new version if you had a 2021 or a 2020 version already installed. And if you are using Fusion and or JAWS, and you happen to also be a Braille user and had a Braille display hooked up, it will automatically bring the Braille settings in with you uh, to the new version. So you don't have to go and set those up afterwards. That's a nice change. Um, most people won't even recognize it because you would just expect this to happen in the past. Of course, it did not. You had to run a migration tool, and uh, some people were always afraid of of doing that. They'd say, no, I don't want to you know, bring any problems in from the old version. Well, all it ever really brought in was your user settings and uh, voices and things like that. So it probably wasn't causing a problem. But anyway, now we automatically bring them in. And if you're a purist, if you're one of those folks that say, no, it's a brand new release this year, I want to start with without any user settings and I want to do a nice clean install, then uh, you can go back to the options menu of JAWS once you've done the install. And you can say, remove user settings. And I believe there's an option for that, too, under support in, uh, in the ZoomText and or Fusion menu of that UI. And uh, you can do a restore factory defaults and get straight back to a brand new install of the software and uh, take it from there, even if the old versions are installed. Now, after you've got installed, and everything is up and running, one of the first things that I want to point out for you if you are a Fusion user 
like JAWS, you can take advantage of this new sound splitting feature that we've introduced. Um, if you're somebody who's attending Zoom meetings or team calls or you just listen to YouTube videos and audio uh, while you're on your computer and you need to also navigate your computer, maybe look something up, maybe even take some notes while you're in a meeting or listening to a webinar and you're a speech user. So you have Fusion running with speech like uh, like you would if you were JAWS only, then you can now split your audio so it'll send the Fusion speech to one ear and all other applications that are communicating, making noise and talking on your computer will come through the other ear. And this assumes that you have a stereo headset or stereo speakers connected to your computer or most modern laptops are stereo and they have two speakers and you can, you'll be able to hear JAWS will move to one side, everything else will move to the other. Now, in order to make this change, if you're running Fusion, it'll be just the same as it would be for a JAWS user, same commands, and I'm going to give them to you. Uh, and you can try this out. So if you're listening right now, whether you're running Fusion or JAWS, if you're running the 2022 version and you're listening to this through uh, a PC and you're using our software, you're on this webinar in Zoom, try it out. You want to do the insert space bar, pull down the insert key or caps lock if you're running with a laptop layout and tap the space bar and then hit the letter V for volume or voice and then the letter B as in balance. And at that point, you're in the balance layer. You can either press left or right arrow. It'll send jaws to the left or to the right, whichever one you push, and then everything else will go to the opposite ear, opposite channel. When, once you've done it, at some point, if you want to switch it back so that everything is back in stereo, that's simple to do as well. You can use similar keystrokes, insert space, V as in volume or voice, B as in balance, and the up arrow to center it. Uh, alternatively, if you've gone to this split audio and at some point you restart your Fusion or JAWS, it will uh, reset itself back to stereo. So it isn't something that sticks across sessions. You'd have to do it each time. Now, you don't have to do it while you're in the meeting or when the meeting is starting and you're in Zoom. You can do it at any time and whatever application it's going to offer speech once you've set it. Any of those applications, whether they're running now or you start them later, they'll abide by the uh, audio splitting. So it's a great feature. If you haven't tried it, experiment with it. Uh, I think you'll find it very useful. In addition to that, as we've many of us at least have experienced in the course of uh, doing Zoom meetings and team calls. And I know I used to experience this other problem all the time when I would plug in uh, overhead projectors when I would go to a conference to do a presentation. As soon as they give me the cable for the HDMI projector and I would plug it in, JAWS or Fusion, would the speech would disappear because actually the speech is then going through the uh, HDMI cable back to the projector instead of through the 
um, speakers that are plugged into my computer. The HDMI would kind of steal it away. And I want to send the JAWS or Fusion back to my speakers that are projecting the sound so the audience could hear it or so that I could hear it, depending on you know what I'm doing. And this happens today. If you plug in uh, USB headsets or you plug in uh, some audio device to your computer as you're using it, all of a sudden JAWS might go silent or JAWS might switch to one that you didn't want it to switch to. So we've added a new way of quickly recovering from that because we had a feature that allowed you to go through the utility menu of the JAWS window, pick sound cards, you'd find a list of your sound devices, and you could arrow through the list and press enter on the one you wanted to try. Um, but that, that was great if you had speech working at the moment. But if JAWS speech had gone away, that was very complicated to get to if you didn't have enough vision to see it, uh, if you've now lost your speech. So we've made it uh, simpler. You can also try this right now because many of us have multiple sound cards. If you press insert space bar uh, to get into the layered mode, V for volume or voice, and the letter C as in sound card, C as in card. Once you've done that, you're in the sound card layer, and you can just press down arrow. And each time you press down arrow, it will move to a different sound device that you may or may not have plugged in. You may only have a couple, but most of us have two or three options, one of them being Windows default. And you can just press down arrow, and the list will wrap around, and eventually you'll come back to where you started. And you can see how you can easily switch which thing JAWS is going to start speaking to. Now, if you press the down arrow and you hear nothing, you know you just moved to a sound device that isn't currently available to you. Uh, so you want to just keep pressing down arrow to you get to the one you want. Once you've found the one you want, if you hit the escape key, leave the layer and you'll stay right on that sound device. So even if you've lost speech, it's very simple to go find the sound device back because sometimes these applications that we're running uh, steal uh, the audio and change what the default audio is. And they don't tell JAWS that, so JAWS doesn't switch to it. So all of a sudden, you lose your JAWS speech, or sometimes you plug something in, and it takes JAWS away, and you don't have any uh, way to hear it at that point. So insert space V, C, and then just start pressing the down arrow. So get used to that one. Again, good thing to practice before you need it so that you can get used to it. Now, also in Fusion, we've made a another uh, change, and this one is also a Zoom text change, and that is something we call the Quick Access Bar, or QAB. Now, this is something we actually introduced in 2021. We have modified it and made mon uh, changes for the initial 2022 release. And in a minute, I'm going to also describe something that's coming with the QAB in the December update, which is going to be fabulous. So I'll, I'll come back to that one in a minute. Let's talk about what's in right now with 2022. We put in a docking feature. So that this quick access bar, maybe I should back up. Let me talk about what is the purpose of the quick access bar. So 
this all kind of comes from Microsoft Office. In Microsoft Office, let's say you're running Word, for instance, there is what they call a quick access bar at the top of the screen. And Microsoft Word, by default, puts things like save and undo and stuff like that up there so that a mouse user doesn't have to know keystrokes to do things like control S for save or control Z to undo. They put little icons up there in that quick access bar and the mouse user just moves their mouse pointer to them, clicks them, it performs the function for them. And the quick access bar is something that you can add uh, in Word. I think it's unlimited. Uh, I've certainly seen people put up to eight or ten items in that quick access bar. I don't think you can see them all if you put more than eight, but uh, but you can add them in. And, uh, and different people are going to need different things. Now, the kinds of things you would do in Microsoft Word might be um, something like to add a heading or a table, something like that. These kinds of things that you do on a regular basis, and you don't want to have to go through the menu ribbon to find those things. If it's something you use all the time, you'd move it to the quick access bar, and it always shows there in the top left corner of your screen. So we've done the same thing for Zoom Text and Fusion users, assuming you're mouse users. It might be nice to have some of those key features that you use all the time. Maybe it's adjusting, uh, toggling colors uh, on and off. Uh, maybe it's something to do related to uh, speech. Maybe it's having the Braille viewer or the text viewer on or off. And you, instead of knowing the keystroke to do it or knowing where to go find it in the menu system, you can just add those shortcuts to your quick access bar and then they'll always be there. Now, the way the quick access bar works, it's not part of the actual um, Zoom Text or Fusion UI. It's its own UI. It runs separately. By default in 2022, you'll find it docked to the right-hand side of your screen up near the top. And it contains uh, up to eight shortcut items. We may or we may have six or seven in there. When you get it, you can add things, or if there are eight, you can choose to delete some of the things that we've put in it, and then you can easily go in and find the shortcuts from the list of the things that you want to add in. Um, so it's a great little tool, and then once you've got the thing set up with your shortcuts, you know where it is. It'll always be docked on the right-hand side of your screen. But if you're running, let's say, at 4 or 5 or 6, 7x, you might not want to leave where you're working to go over and change the colors. You know, Maybe it's inverse colors you want to do. But you don't want to have to leave where you're working on screen in the magnified view to go find that quick access bar. You can bring the quick access bar to you by holding down the caps lock key and clicking the right mouse button. That will bring the quick access bar from its docked location right to where your mouse pointer is. Now you can go in, click it, make the change. And when you click back into your application window, the quick access bar returns to its docked location, 
and we'll wait for you to use it again when you need it. So great little feature, this quick access bar. Uh, you'll need to do some experimentation with it. Try it out. If you uh, move over to it, if you're looking at it, on the very bottom, you'll find a little arrow. And if you click that, it expands the window, makes it wider, and it puts some text next to the graphics so you can see which, what the items, um, what those graphics or icons represent. It gives you a textual representation of them. And you'll also find a settings item in that bottom, uh, window, bottom piece of the window next to the arrow. And it's the settings that you can click on to get in and see the list of, uh, shortcuts available to you to pick from. And this is where you can also delete something that's there. You can just right click on it, choose delete from a context menu, and then you can go back and choose to add one. Now, Coming in the December update for Zoom Text Infusion for the quick access bar, we're adding a search utility. And this was always one of the things that I really wanted to put in for the quick access bar from the very beginning of the design. This was an important piece of the feature. So it'll come in the December update. There'll be a little magnifying glass at the top, and it'll be like JAWS users have this JAWS command search feature. So they can bring it up, and if they're looking to find out what the keystrokes are or the Braille commands are to navigate in the table, for instance, while they're in Microsoft Word, they can bring up command search, type the word table, and they'll find all the JAWS type commands, whether it's uh, keyboards or if you run with a Braille display, it'll also show you the Braille display options. And, and it shows you all the features they have and the corresponding keystrokes so that you can move through and start to learn about some of the things that you, you want to know about tables, for instance. So in Zoom Text Infusion, this is what the search will do. It'll allow you to search for a feature that you know about that you're looking to get. Like maybe it's you want to be able to turn mouse echo on and off and you don't have it as one of your shortcuts. You can simply click the little magnifying glass, type in mouse. That shortcut will pop up for mouse echo. And you can click it to change it right there. And then the quick access bar goes away and you've toggled it. So you don't have to go back to the UI and search through the UI for the feature. You can just use a little search window and type in what you're looking for. And you're likely to find that, that option. You can also, once you've searched for things, you'll be able to add them directly to your, um, Shortcut list, provided you have no more than eight, uh, you'll be able to add it right in. Now, one of the other key things that we finally got for Fusion users, uh, we've taken a, a feature that we built into JAWS and ZoomText called Voice Assistant. And uh, Voice Assistant is a way for you to, like uh, at home, many of you have uh, the Amazon Alexa sitting on your counter, and I apologize if you've got a speaker and I just woke her up. But uh, we all have this these kinds of gadgets now around that we can set, you know, alarms or reminders or ask it to play music, things like that. Well, we've built a voice assistant into our software so that you can ask your screen reader or screen magnification software to do some of the things that it can do, like J 
change the colors or in JAWS virtualize the window or tell you what versions of your software you're running, things like that. You can, you can just give voice commands now to be able to get this information back out of our software. Well, while ZoomText had uh, the Zoomy voice command and JAWS had the Sharky voice commands, Fusion only had Zoomy, so you couldn't get any of the JAWS stuff if you were running as Fusion. Well, we've changed that in the 2022 release. So now Fusion users can use either uh, the Hey Zoomy or Hey Sharky to bring up the voice assistant. And whichever one you used, it doesn't matter. You can give any kind of a, a voice command, whether it's a JAWS one or a Zoom text one. You can give those commands with Fusion after the wake word, and it will find it and execute it. So this is a uh, this is a, a really nice feature for consumers who a don't remember all the keystrokes, don't want to remember the keystrokes. Maybe you work or use your computer in a place where others aren't bothered by you speaking to it. You very well may like the option to use that voice assistant, and you can bring it up now. Voice Assistant also offers another way to wake it up. I'm going to tell you about it. If you haven't tried this yet, you might want to. Instead of using a wake word, you can hold down the insert key and the alt key at the same time and tap the space bar. So insert alt and then tap the space bar. And it immediately brings up the voice assistant and it's waiting to hear you give a voice command. So if you're running... Uh, Zoom text. Now, for instance, you could try that. Use that keystroke. Uh, actually, in Zoom text, it's caps lock, alt, spacebar, and then say uh, color enhancement, and it will actually toggle the color enhancement for you. Or you might ask it to tell you what time it is. Uh, if you're running Fusion or Jaws, you can even ask it to tell you a joke. Uh, it'll it'll even do that. So there's a lot of things in there. I encourage you to look at the what's new uh, or the help system and look up voice assistant. There's a lot of different commands in there. And we try to use natural language. So if you just say color, it's actually going to toggle the color enhancement. Uh, if you say change color, it should do the same thing as well. So there's... Uh, uh, quite a bit to that voice assistant and it's a free service that we provide. Uh, we actually tap into Microsoft up in the cloud. So when you're using the voice assistant, uh, that communication is actually being transmitted into the cloud to a Microsoft surface uh, service that interprets what you said and sends that information back to JAWS, which JAWS can then uh, interpret what Microsoft has given back to us and we associate it with some command in our software and try to execute it. So it's, uh, it's a nice little feature. It does require you to have an internet connection and I encourage you to try that out. Now, if you're a Fusion user and you have a Braille display or if you're just using JAWS, uh, we've added some significant changes in addition to migrating your Braille settings automatically for the new version. 
we've added in some capability of being able to deal with multiple languages at the same time. Just like you can have different voice profiles. You can set up a Spanish voice, a German voice, and an English voice, for instance. And then if you ran across some text that was in Spanish, you could switch to the Spanish profile quickly on the fly and be able to read it using the Spanish voice. Unfortunately, in Braille, traditionally, you would literally have to go in and change Braille tables and set it up to be able to do a different voice. You couldn't quickly switch on the fly to get to it. In 2022, you know how you now have Braille profiles available to you to be able to deal with multiple languages uh, very quickly on the fly. You can even set it up so that if you change your uh, Windows keyboard input language, there's a command to do that. And uh, if you switch between, say, French and English, and you change your keyboard layout, it'll actually switch the Braille tables for you uh, and give you Braille output in French or Braille input in French, and then quickly toggle it back to English. So for people who are doing localization work or for people who are studying foreign languages and using a Braille display, this can be a great new uh, option for them. And if you are a Braille user or if you're an instructor and you just want to learn more about this, there's an excellent webinar that was uh, conducted last week on Thursday about Braille. And if you go to the Freedom Scientific uh, training page, freedomscientific.com slash training, and on the training page, go to the webinars. And in the webinars, search for the word Braille and you'll find the um, uh, on-demand version of that webinar. It is free. It's about an hour long. And I think it's a good listen. It's worth listening to uh, if you want to learn more about it. And again, that's for Fusion customers who use a Braille device or for JAWS users who have Braille. Now, we've also made some significant improvements in performance. And without getting into the technical details of exactly how we did it, and I will tell you why we did it. Um, Traditionally, uh, JAWS for Windows has had a way of communicating with applications and gathering information uh, for an accessibility purpose about that application. So we knew what to communicate to the user and how to treat different controls and so forth. So we had one way of gathering it, and it's been very good and very effective for years. ZoomText, which was originally developed by AI Squared, has had a different way of gathering information. And therefore, Fusion actually had two ways of gathering information. They had to get up, gather it the way JAWS did, and they needed to gather it the way ZoomText did and decide which one. And uh, this was uh, not as efficient as it should be, and we've changed that now. And so Fusion, ZoomText, and JAWS are all capturing the information the same way, and since they all get it the same way, if one has it, the others already get access to it. Because of this, uh, once you've installed 2022, you're going to notice, especially with Fusion, things are, are faster, uh, much more stable. You're not 
you're not likely to run into a situation where you feel like you have to restart your computer or restart Fusion. Once you've got 2022 in there, I think you're going to notice uh, much better behavior and responsiveness. So please give that a try. And by all means, uh, keep in contact with tech support. If you still think you're struggling or running into issues, we want to keep getting to the bottom of anything that might be going on. The other place that we've made some significant improvements uh, due to uh, or related to performance and speed is in the area of Outlook. And you'll notice this whether you're running Fusion or JAWS alone, that when you move through Outlook, whether you're opening email messages or just navigating through things, it's going to be much more responsive if you're using Office 365. So if you're using the latest and greatest Office stuff, this is where those changes have taken place. And the, what we've really done is rewritten our script interface from JAWS, which Fusion also uses, and taken out all of the uh, support for the older versions of Office and made it a little more lean and mean, uh, just targeting the Office 365 solution. And so that script set is, is going to be, A, easier for us to maintain in the future, and B, it's going to be much more responsive now, and you'll notice it as soon as you start using 2022. Now, if you're running Office 2016 or 2013, uh, you'll be using the original script set, so you would not experience this uh, change in responsiveness. Uh, if you get an opportunity to get up to 365, it's really going to be the way to go. And I think uh, one more thing I'd like to talk about uh, and that is Tandem. Now, Tandem is a JAWS feature. It allows two different JAWS users to connect their JAWS together. One person is going to be the controller, we'll call it the instructor, and the other person is going to be the client or the, the person who is going to get some help from the instructor. And what this means is, basically, we're both going to sit down and be at the client or uh, the person who's getting the help, we're both going to sit down at their computer on their keyboard, getting their Braille output. And so if I'm the instructor and I'm in one state and I connect to somebody through Tandem who's in another state, basically I'm sitting down at their computer keyboard with them and I can drive their computer and I get the same output that they would be getting. And it's a great way of helping to teach somebody um, and also it's a great way of doing tech support and maybe, you know, you want to just go in and fix something up for them on their computer. You uh, ask them to allow you to tandem in and then you can do that. Now, if you're a Fusion user, uh, you can also tandem into somebody's computer, but you will not get the magnification and uh, screen attribute changes that ZoomText and Fusion offer but you will get the speech component back. So if you can run primarily with speech, you will be able to drive their computer uh, with Tandem as well. Now, in 2022, we updated the Tandem server. It's uh, using some more robust and newer technologies. It's going to be more secure. It's a good change uh, for the future. And in order for you, once you've installed 2022, to connect to 
older versions of JAWS, they will need to get an update. We're in the process of getting a 2021 update uh, released and a 2020 update on our downloads page for all customers who still have those two versions. And those updates should post early next week. And once they've posted, um, the 2021 will be an automatic update for anyone who's running 2021. So hopefully they'll just download it and install it and it'll start working. And then it'll immediately now work with 2022 versions on tandem. For 2020 customers, if you're still back on those earlier versions of Fusion or JAWS, you will need to go to the downloads page and download the new version and install it over top. Uh, also, if you check for updates in your help menu, you'll be able to find it that way as well, but it will not automatically tell you it's available because the only change in 2020 is for tandem. So not everybody needs it. 2021, we've added quite a few other fixes in. It'll be a good update for anybody who's still using that version. So I think I'm going to pause there. It's just after 3.30. We'll open it up for questions and uh, comments, and we'll see if there's uh, some more areas that we need to be discussing and talking about. I'm not showing Brett. any hands yet. All right, so we'll use the hand-raising utility, and uh, please mm -hmm. don't hesitate. And it may not be anything related to what I was discussing here. By all means, if you've got questions, this is a great opportunity. We've got some time. Uh, bring them up, and let's talk about them. Just in case anyone needs a review, if you're on a Windows PC, you can raise your hand using Alt-Y. If you're on a smartphone, you can find the raise hand feature in the lower right-hand corner of your screen as a more button. That'll open up a little menu, and I believe raise hand is the top choice on the menu. It looks like there's a hand up with the uh, from a 970 phone number. Yep. Okay. You should be able to talk. Hi, this is Agnes Ferris from Greeley, Colorado. Um, I have a question that's related to uh, getting into the webinar. I keep having an issue. Um, I can get into the webinar, but when it gets to trying to find the got it button, I can't do this um, on this webinar. And I, I wrote the training department and I got some suggestions, but nothing seems to work. And what happens is... I keep staying in the window where it says reactions, raise hand, and, you know, meeting information and all that other stuff. So I had to switch, you know, to the phone so that I could ask my question. And sometimes I have this when I go to other places, too. Sometimes I, it does better when it's not a webinar, but every once in a while I run into that issue, and I really don't know how to fix it. And you're on Windows 10. Things are all yep. up to date. Yep. The last yeah. they were. I don't. So, I don't think that you see it in the webinar. You see it in Zoom. I might be incorrect, but I don't remember seeing a got it button in the webinar construct. Only well, in Zoom. I'm talking about Zoom. 
in, in Zoom. Okay, because you said webinar. webinar. That's why I'm mentioning it. I'm sorry. I know. that. I'm sorry. That was my mistake. Okay, if you're going to do Zoom, when you're dropped into the Zoom window, if you shift tab back once or twice, you should see the got it button. You just press enter. I, I've done that. and it does So have I. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure why yeah, that it's yeah. a problem. Cause so it, I don't know why it's not. You, you should know, hear it say got it. Right, and ever since you mentioned that, I've been doing that, and sometimes it's, I mean, it says Zoom, so I'm assuming I'm in the Zoom window, and, you know, I'll do it twice, and it doesn't do anything. It just reads everything else, unless I'm not in the Zoom window for some reason. Hmm. And I try everything. I tried hitting F, you know, when it says Zoom, I hit F6, sometimes that has worked, or I'll hit Alt-Tab, and then go back in again with Alt-Tab, you know, to bring it back into focus. You, sh- so you should know. be in the Zoom. It, there are, Aren't there two panes visually, Eric? There's one that's that we hear saying Zoom meetings, and that's where you should be. That's where the, it's that's all, it says Zoom meetings, and that's where you, you should be. I mean, how do you get that if you're not in it? Alt-Tab to it. We hear yeah. Zoom, and then we Alt-Tab, and I hear Zoom meetings. There are two different... I don't know if there are visual pains, but there are two different little windows that we yeah, hear. Yeah, two different windows that okay. you access. Yeah. And, and you can hear them both with JAWS? Yes. Well, I'll try it again, and if I can't, you know, get it, then I don't know. I'll have to figure something out because I'm supposed to go to a, um MSCB convention this weekend, and I don't know if they're going to be doing webinars or just straight. There, it's know, all webinar. Doing... It's webinar. Okay. Well... So that's what I've been trying to do. You know, I've uh, paid attention to everything that was suggested, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have to uninstall Zoom and reinstall it. I have no No, idea. No, don't do that. Don't do that. There's a fix. Don't do that, no. Okay. All right. Thank you much. All right. Good luck. Good day. Thanks. Enjoy the event this weekend, I hope. Oh, I will. (laughs) Count on it. You know, if I can't do it this way, I'll just get on my phone and I'll block out call waiting like I've done now so that, great. you know, I just don't get any interruptions. Great. Okay. Well, you'll have a great day and keep up the great work you're doing. And I did install JAWS 2022 and, um, you know, it's working pretty great. One other quick question, that balance option you mentioned, mm-hmm. would that be good for somebody to use if they're, you know, like you said, listening, you then on one side, because I did try it when you were mentioning it, listening Great. to the program on one side and JAWS on the other. And mm-hmm. when you do that, then like say if you're in a Zoom thing and and um, you have to check something with JAWS, then only you could hear the JAWS. The people That's right. wouldn't hear it. Okay. That's right. As, as long as you're in a webinar and you're not the moderator you're not speaking like right now i'm not sharing my screen and i'm not sharing my audio so if i have jaws running in the background you don't hear it but i do and that's why it's nice to be able to split it because you can still kind of listen to the webinar and you can have jaws in the other ear now by the way after you've tried this once you've split it you know there's even a way you can go in and adjust the the um volume of the voice that jaws is speaking so mm-hmm. you can change your jaws voice and make the volume even lower so if okay. you're doing note taking or you're just 
navigating around a little bit, maybe you just need to hear a little bit of JAWS in the background, you can split your audio, and then you can do insert V, uh, excuse me, insert spacebar, V for voice or volume, and then just start pressing the down arrow or page down, and it will lower the JAWS volume. Uh, oh, excuse me, I left out a keystroke. It's insert space V, J for JAWS, and then down arrow or page down to lower the JAWS volume and make it a little quieter so that the webinar will be a little louder in one ear and JAWS will be quiet in mm -hmm. the other ear. So yeah, experiment around with it. It's a great oh, uh, great feature. Because one day I was in, a, in just a regular Zoom meeting and um, I had gone in the participants to see if if I was muted or unmuted because JAWS doesn't, you know, when you press the keys, it doesn't always, you know, read that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize my JAWS was coming so loud and I got jumped on pretty bad about it. So, Oh, your JAWS was, your JAWS was in the meeting. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, and I got jumped on and I, so I went out and went back in and fit, you know, and I apologized and the person said she shouldn't have probably called me out like that. And I said, well, I didn't mind the reminder, but you know, they weren't, they just didn't seem receptive to what I was explaining my, you know, my yep. issue was because it wasn't intentional. So. Yep. Hey, this stuff is a little tricky and we all make mistakes. Yep. Well, thank you all much right. and you have a good day. You too. Thanks. I will. Mm -hmm. Hey, next we have Scott Edwards. Scott, you should be able to unmute. Yes, all right. Uh, regarding the JAWS balance in the layered mode, when you when you press the left or right arrow and, and it switches the channel, switches channels, does uh, does it then right upon you know upon left or right arrow press does it automatically exit layered mode at that point? It does. Okay. <laughs> it does. So if you wanted to, I can understand in volume, it would we probably wouldn't because you want to you know, adjust <laughs> volume. To, you know, make sure you've got the volume set the way you want. Exactly. So it then you, but it, but if this balance thing, you, it automatically exits back to your application yes. all the way out of layered mode. That's correct. Whether you're whether you're balance, whether you're sending it left, right, or center, right. it assumes that you've made your choice and let's go right. and keep working. But you're right. In the volume adjustment, it's going to stay there until you hit, hit escape, escape to exit it. Same thing with the sound card choice right. because okay. you, because yeah. you have multiple sound you cards. To, you don't want to yeah, leave. The last you thing find you, the want, to have, you want if, you, if you're not hearing speech, the last thing you want to have happen is exit layered mode. And right, you know, you, know, you want to be sure that you're where you need to be. Yep. You know, cool. Observation, and that's. You know, some of the stuff, the, the developers, we think we think about that stuff carefully to make sure that we, you know, when, when does it need to stay and when does it need to just go ahead and exit? So. Right. Very good. Good. You've, you've used the feature so far? You've, you've tried it out? I actually haven't. I've just, I was just, I was just uh, asking, curious yep. you know, for information. Yep. Well, by all means, try it out. I think uh, you'll, you will really, you'll really appreciate it. All right, thanks. Yep. I'm not seeing more hands right this second. All right. 
Well, let me go back to my list and see if I can find anything else here. You know, I forget some of the things that we've done. So sometimes if I review my list, I'll find something else I missed. Uh, If anyone, by the way, is interested in reviewing the changes, I encourage people to go and read this What's New page. It's on our website. You go to freedomscientific.com. And if you use H to find headings, you'll find software releases. It's a heading down towards the bottom of the page, probably about four, five, six headings down. And underneath there, you'll find the JAWS 2022 release, the Fusion 2022 release, ZoomText 2022 release. And whichever product you're using, you can press enter on that item, and it takes you to the What's New page. And while you're on the What's New page, you can move through there by heading, and you can find all of the different uh, topics and review them. And you'll see, you know, many of the things that I've spoken about and some more details about them. It's always good to review it. So on that page, one of the other things that I've noticed is something we actually took away, and that was support for the installation on Windows 7 and Windows 8, 8.1. So if you've got an operating system older than Windows 10, these new versions will actually refuse to install there, and you'll get an error message and say, you've got to use uh, a prior version of our software. You can go back to the downloads page and get the 2021 version and install it. So you can use your 2022 license, but you have to use the older software if you're going to stay on those older operating systems. And I absolutely encourage people to move ahead, either get into Windows 10 or even consider going straight into Windows 11 now. Uh, The 2022 versions are working uh, quite well in Windows 11, and we've made some improvements uh, even uh, in the 2021 update that'll come out next week. We've we've uh, made some adjustments for both ZoomText and JAWS for Windows 11 also. So make sure you get those updates if you're staying on 2021, if you're going to go to Windows 11. So let's see. Let me just see if I can. There's actually, there's there was a, a list of fixes also. So you'll find some things in there. Now, a fusion change that I've made in the 2022 release related to mouse echo, which is on by default. And mouse echo, for those of you who don't use fusion or a mouse that uh, aren't familiar with it, it means that as I'm moving the mouse across the screen, as I reach text, it will automatically read it. By default, you generally want it to read the line of text that you move on to. Now, in Fusion, prior to this version, it used to immediately start to read text as soon as you touched it, which uh, I don't think is necessarily the best solution. This uh, didn't seem to be, at least for Fusion. So we've actually built it in so that there is a delay. I forget if it's two or three tenths of a second delay that you actually have to stop on a line of text. And if you stay there for that two or three tenths of a second, it will then read. So there's a slight delay. 
but uh, if if you're using Fusion, if you've been using it, you switch to the new version, and you do use Mouse Echo, you'll notice that change. If that's not something you like, if you want to turn Mouse Echo off, you can still do that. Or if you would rather have it be instant so that as you're touching text, it's reading, you can turn it back on. I personally have, when I've used Mouse Echo, and I don't use it all the time when I'm when I'm using our software, uh, I don't necessarily like it chatting on every piece of text it hits. So I'd rather have it so that I have to stop to get it to speak. So that's a change that's in there. Um, we've also, you know, made a lot of changes and enhancements for Google Docs. Uh, if you're somebody who's trying to use those uh, applications online rather than Microsoft Office, Google Docs is a good solution. And JAWS and Fusion and Zoom Text as well are all uh, constantly being worked on uh, directly with the Google team and our team to make sure that we can get all of the features in those applications working uh, better. So with every release, they improve. I hope you're going to try those out. Um, some people have got, especially here in the U.S., questions about licensing. Now, if you had the ILM license, of course, you needed to make sure you had an SMA in place in order to get access to 2022. Now, if you did not purchase your SMA, uh, so you're still back on 2021, if you're in the U.S., uh, I encourage you to call into the customer service department. If you're a home user, let them know that you're a home user and you didn't get an opportunity to purchase your SMA in advance and see if you can still get it this month. Um, they'll probably waive uh, the fee so that you don't have to buy the upgrade and then add an SMA and they'll just let you still buy the SMA. Uh, but make sure you take care of that this month and you better call customer service and ask them about it because if you do it through the online lookup, it's going to automatically recognize that, oh, you were supposed to have renewed before the release, so now the price is this. If you call the office, I think they'll help you out. If you have a home annual license of JAWS, Zoom Text, or Fusion, and it was still current, then you can just install 2022. It will work because the, the home annual license is time-based and any version that comes out during the time of your license will work. So you can go ahead and install it right away. And uh, I will tell you that we've got some changes coming up. We're, we may see them as soon as this month. And we're going to start introducing recurring billing. So tr truly turn the home annual licenses into a subscription for our home users. And we've actually had lots of requests for this because rather than have to go back each year and go through the store and get your credit card out and purchase another year on your license, we can set it up now with a service that we've been uh, working with and testing with that's nice and secure. So you can put in your credit card with your email address and your name, and you're signing up basically for the recurring billing. So once a year on the anniversary date, you'll, you'll actually get an email ahead of time letting you know it's coming up, and uh, we're going to be billing your credit card again for another year. 
It'll bill your credit card and it'll automatically push that new date down to your license on your computer. So you don't have to do anything. All you got to do is when the new version comes out and it tells you there's a new version, grab the update, download it and install it, and you're off and running. All the payments will just be processed and you'll get your receipts emailed to you. And at any time that you needed to manage that or cancel it, you would log into the software portal where you where you get uh, your software activations and so forth. And there'll be a button on there that'll say manage application or um, manage license, excuse me. And you'll choose that. And there you can decide to suspend your billing, uh, basically canceling your subscription. And it will end at that point. Then you'd have to come back later and repurchase it. So whenever you buy in the future, You'll always be buying using the subscription model, and you'll manage that subscription right through the portal, just like you do with Office 365 today. Now, for those of you who have a home annual license, maybe you bought, you know, we've had the option that you could buy three or five years in advance. Uh, That's going to go away once we go to the subscription because it'll be automatic billing instead. Um. But if you have a three or a five-year license, that will just keep going. And when it finally ends, you'll be notified to it's time to renew. And at that point, you'll be signing up with your credit card uh, for the automatic uh, recurring billing again. So you'll, you'll get into the subscription process once your time runs out. You don't have to do anything now. You just keep using it the way you are. So watch for that. That'll all start to to roll out here uh, before the end of the year. And we'll get that out for the home annual licenses for U.S. users. For those of you who are in Canada, if anyone's listening from Canada, you can jump into the Optelec Canada homepage. And on that homepage, you, there's a link on there for you to participate in the home annual licenses and the portal for the same U.S. pricing. So you have to access it directly from the Optelec webpage, but you'll be going through the same e-store that we use here in the U.S., and you'll be buying those same products at the same prices in the U.S. for JAWS, ZoomText, and Fusion Home Annual Licenses. So take advantage of those if you can. It's a really good deal. Uh, you know, it works out to be uh, a fraction of the cost of trying to buy a perpetual license and keep it up to date. And you don't ever have to pay a big lump sum up front. So it's a really good solution. All right. Any more hands up? No, we do not. Okay. Well, I think I covered the material that I wanted to cover. Actually, there is a hand up on the 915. All righty. Hang on. It just went up. Let's take care of that. Let's see. There we are. Where are we? There we are. Okay, you should be able to unlock. Un, you should be able to unmute. Hello, I have a quick question. I've been looking at upgrading my laptop, and mm-hmm. I've noticed that there's some scroll screens out there. How is that going to affect the performance of my Fusion? Is it scroll screens, or you mean touch screens? Both. 
it, it's, it's, it's both. You can touch the screen and you can scroll to the next page like you do your iPhone. Right. So and I'm those, sorry, my name those, is Mary Alice and I'm from Texas. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so Mary Alice, that, that those, that's what's referred to as a touchscreen device. And many laptops mm-hmm. come with touchscreens today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I'm a sighted user. I personally have stayed away from the touchscreen because I tend to be a keyboard user and I'll also use the mouse. Uh, so I've not, you know, I like touchscreens for a phone and for a tablet, but not so much for PC applications. Uh, yeah, I was I'm, just wondering because I, I, I haven't. Uh, I'm a mouse and and keyboard user myself. Yeah. So it's kind of like is is so is the problem with the touchscreen. My performance. The problem with the touchscreen is a. It's going to usually add cost to the to the to the price of the laptop. Uh, B. It's it's also going to get you're going to get in trouble because all of a sudden uh, something that you're going to touch it or someone's going to touch your screen and move the focus. And there's while there are gestures for our products, Jaws and Fusion and ZoomText, while there are gestures to do things, there's also gestures in Windows, and it gets confusing as to which one am I doing. So uh, mm-hmm. I think using a touchscreen is a real art. And uh, if you tend to use a mouse and a keyboard anyway, I think I would stay away from the touchscreen if I were you. Okay. Thank you. I was just curious as to how it affects the software and, and what's better to use. Thank yeah. you. Yep. As and, a- and as I said, for some application, uh, touchscreens make a lot of sense. But for desktop-type PC applications, if you're running... Excel or you're running uh, Outlook, I don't necessarily think touchscreen is is, a, is the best way to use it. As a JAWS blind user, the first thing I did when I got my laptop was turn this, this touchscreen off because I didn't know what was going on all of a sudden. It's, wait, why is it doing this? So I turned it off and I'm glad. What kind of a computer? Yeah, I usually... It's a HP. I usually... HP, yeah. Yeah. I usually even try to stay away from the mouse pad that's on the, the laptop keyboard. Yes. I prefer to use the actual mouse itself. Yep. Yep. Having that mouse so, pad on the laptop is tough. Thank you. <laughs> we got to go. We're out of time. All right. Well, thank you all. And uh, till the next time, we'll see you again. Thanks, Eric. Yep. Bye-bye.